Hey there, I'm Katie Cosgrove. I'm a certified trauma support specialist and expert in grief and your host of Grief is Good. I've gone through so much death and loss that it has transformed my life in an incredible way. Now I advocate for having a good death and loving your grief. I'm here to talk to you today not about how grief causes sadness and depression, but how we can choose to welcome sorrow into our lives and weave a beautiful story with it. Thank you for being here and welcome to the show. Hey, hey, welcome to Grief is Good with your host, Katie Cosgrove. I am here today with Shai Murad, who has become a close friend of mine through working together. And I brought Shai on the podcast because he has a really interesting story and a lot of loss. And I really want to hone in on the fact that, you know, grief doesn't have to just be about the death of a loved one. We grieve all of the time about the littlest and the biggest changes in our life. Every time we experience change, we experience loss. And every time we experience loss, we experience grief. So without further ado, here's Shai Murad. Hi, Shai. I'm so excited to have you on Grief is Good. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you for having me. I'm excited as well. Yeah, of course. I I know that we, we've done a little talking back and forth the last a few months actually about your book and I had a chance to read it and it's so interesting. So I really want to just kind of dive in right away. You know, your book Shema talks so much about all the things that you've experienced throughout your life and a lot of loss. Can you kind of give the listeners a little, I know everything because I read the book, but can you give the listeners a little background about what kind of losses you've endured? Yeah, sure. So yeah, because of I, you know, because I, uh, I basically like got into gambling at such a young age. So I was able to, you know, incur a lot of loss during that process. And one of the major, major losses was uh, was my marriage through that. And also losing the restaurant was another big event. And losing my friends along the way was very impactful in my life. And that was all caused by uh, my own doings because of my uh, situation and, uh, you know, the addiction that I got into. Yeah, that's a lot. And and the addiction, the gambling addiction, right? That's kind of what you're referring to. Exactly. Yeah. I got into gambling addiction at, uh, as a teen, and that basically uh, took over my life. And uh, and that's what the book is about. It's about the journey of, uh, of my life and uh, the addiction and uh, lots of loss and lots of turns and and with the grace, you know, thank God, I was able to overcome that. And that's why I felt like, you know, writing my story and in, in hope of helping like anyone that's struggling at the moment. Mm, that's really beautiful. Yeah, I, I feel you on that because that's kind of why I'm doing this podcast is to use my own journey and my own story to try to help people. So I, I resonate with why you wrote the book. And just to go back a little bit, you talk about losing a restaurant. So can you can you kind of tell the listeners a little bit about why that was such a big deal to you? I know that that's kind of what you grew up. That was your livelihood for so long. So can you kind of get a little background to that? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So the restaurant was uh, was something that I got into as a young kid, as a young teen, actually, like a 14, 15 year old working at my parents. And... I really loved interacting with the, the customers. I just enjoyed that. I love people and I just love the, the interaction with them. And when I was finally able to open my own restaurant at 23 years old, 
after going through the first phase of my uh, addiction, I, uh, it, was, it was kind of a struggle in the beginning, the first couple of years, but eventually I was, over, over to, uh, I was able to overcome that with the help of a great uh, chef that when he just came on board, the restaurant just changed course and was doing very, very well. And then I ended up uh, doing it, like basically running the restaurant for 15 years. And throughout the 15 years, you know, it's a long time. So there's a lot of relationships builds, a lot of uh, people you meet, and a lot of events that happened at that time frame. And uh, it was very, very difficult for me to basically, and I was able to basically overcome the addiction while running the restaurant. So that's why it was very, very hard for me because I already overcame the addiction years prior. And all of a sudden I lose my livelihood. I lose, you know, like my restaurant, the place that, you know, that made me so many memories, good and bad. But, I, but it's just, it was basically like the air was sucked out of me because everything was taken out of me, out of uh, my life. And I just, that's the only thing I knew how to do basically since I was a, a young teen. And so that was very, very, very difficult for me to uh, overcome. Right. And we talk so much about how grief is, grief is different than just the loss of a loved one. Like grief is a loss of identity, a loss of livelihood, a loss of career, a job, et cetera, friendships, relationships. So, I mean, exactly. it's, that's kind of why I wanted to have you on the podcast is because you had such a big shift there and your identity was, you know, for a long time was this, this tri this duality of a restauranteer plus, uh, you know, gambling and you lost, not that you lost gambling as a loss it was maybe a yeah. good thing to beat that addiction, but, <laughs> um, but mostly losing the restaurant, like that was a huge shift in identity. So how, how did you get through that? What was, did anything like ground you? Did anything help you? You know, what did you transition to after that? So once I closed the restaurant, uh, I was very lost emotionally and I was, uh, I was going through a hard time. And, and thank God I, at that time, I, I, I got divorced prior to that. But since my son, I was able to, to have him with me like in the weekends. And my son basically kept me like from, you know, God forbid, like relapsing again. And he was the, the glue that was holding me on and keep, you know, just keeping me like straight to go and just basically like do, do right. I didn't want to like go back to my old ways, but it was a difficult time. It was for a few years. It was very difficult times. I was, I was very like, basically I say, I even write it in the book. I, I lost my smile. I lost my passion and I just lost my drive. I was just, just working like Monday to Friday and just going through the motions. And then I would come home and I was just lifeless, just sitting on the couch and just, you know, basically like like a zombie mode. <laughs> and then uh, what ultimately got me like over the hump is uh, was when I was able to get, you know, when I was able to work in a small company, I don't know if you heard this company, it's called Uber, small little company. <laughs> just super small. Super <laughs> <laughs> small, yeah. <laughs> so Uber basically just started at that time and I didn't even know anything about it. And I just... You know, I was like laying in sofa, in the sofa and just turning, flipping the channels. And then there was a commercial and it just said, you know, you could be your own, uh, could be on your boss. You can just drive for yourself, just earn money right away. All you need is a car, uh, you know, like a four-year-old, uh, four-year new new car older. 
And then obviously I didn't have the, the, the car, the exact car at the time, but my dad had one and my dad was super nice. And I asked to, to borrow his car. And, and if you can imagine, I didn't even know what Uber was. And here I was trying to explain my dad about this company. <laughs> and yeah, it was very, very hard. You know, telling him that it's like a taxi where you take people and he says, no, you're going to ruin my car. I take it, you can use it as a taxi. And I said, Dad, you'll find out. If it goes well in a few weeks, I'll take over the payments. I'll, I'll buy the car from you. And right away when I started driving for Uber, basically, because I love customers, I love people, and Uber, instead of customers, was passengers. And it was very, it was, it's different than a taxi because, you know, taxi, you have like a barrier there. And this is which is just like driving a friend, you know? And people were able to just, you know, if you just tell people, you know, hey, how you doing? How's your day? And they just open up and, it's just like, it was very natural for me to transition into that. And that gave me back my, my passion and my smile, you know, being around people, talking to people, and then, uh, you know, but just doing my own thing on, on the car. And that just opened other doors for me, luckily. But, so to answer your question, just Uber basic, like if a few years was very hard for me, but then Uber ultimately gave me my, you know, gave me my, my passion and my smile back and just getting back to normalcy. Yeah, and that's awesome that you found that. I mean, I can't, I can't even remember a time when Uber didn't exist. So it's just ingrained in our society now. Exactly. Because you're young, yes. It's it's been so around 2015, 2016. So right. that at that time it was basically just launched in the area that I was living at. So it was fairly new, and yeah, so I just gave it a shot, and it just opened so many doors for me. And uh, and thank God, you know, I'm doing well right now because of that. Yeah, that's amazing. And you made, I know this from the book, but you made these, you know, invaluable connections with people through Uber and that really propelled you to the next stage of your life. So that was a, a huge bridge for you, especially, you know, losing everything and having that transition happen is, is kind of what it sounds like. So that's exactly. awesome that you found that. Um, yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah. So I was able to transition to that and that just opened the doors. You know, it just gave me like a, a new beginning, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and basically, and everything happened for a reason, I feel. So, you know, I was able to meet such amazing people and uh, people just, just wonderful one after another. It's just, you know, hearing their stories, sharing their stories and just interacting with people. And that just, and, and you know, people are just great, you know, just talking to them. And sometimes when you just share a ride like that in the car, you know, people share, you know, just open up. And that made me like... Uh, but definitely, you know, it was good for me, you know, also mentally, you know, to, to just interact with people like that back. So it basically gave me like that aspect, just like I had in the restaurant, because I was missing yeah. it, you know, so many years and I enjoyed it. So that was yeah, a good you don't thing. you don't seem like an extrovert at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually, yeah, it's different, you know, in a different situation. I'm, I'm basically, I can mold myself to different situations, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I love people and just, you know, I'm just relaxed when I'm just talking to different people. It doesn't matter where you're from, you know, what background you are. It's just people are people. And if you talk to them, you know, they just open up and there's there's some genuine, you know, ness to this. And uh, and just, yeah, I just enjoy that. Yeah, I, I understand that. I definitely, when I'm going through a hard time or I'm grieving and I I need a little a little um for a little push I find myself kind of looking for social situations especially with strangers for some reason because 
Exactly. Not to be to myself. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And and sometimes it's nicer to talk to a stranger than it is to talk to somebody you you know because they don't know anything and you have complete control to tell That's them true. whatever you want. And it just is yeah. it gives me some of my umph back, I find. And it's not like they're not gonna judge you as much as like people that know you, you know. So you could you could yeah. feel free to tell them exactly. That's true. That's so true. Yeah. And I, I've always kind of towed the line about giving that out as like a tip because I know a lot of people aren't extroverted and I wouldn't consider myself a full extrovert, but I think that it, even for introverts, like sometimes it can help to kind of test the waters with strangers to kind of give them a little bit of information because you never know how, how people will surprise you and what they'll say. And sometimes you might find a little bit of help doing that. So that's really great that you found that through Uber. Exactly. So, and the thing is, what I recommend also to young people is to work in like customer service, like, you know, interact with people directly. And I was able to get that, you know, working in my parents' restaurant as a young teen. <clears throat> so, you know, you, you develop it that over, over the years, you know, that, that customer service and talking to people and also, you know, all sorts of ages and all different people from all backgrounds. So you're able to basically like talk to anybody about anything, you know, a different subject. If it's, you know what I mean? If it's politics, if it's sports, if it's whatever it is. And if you just like develop that, you know, and it takes time over the years and that's the restaurant definitely gave me that. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. So we talk a lot on the show. I mean, it's the second episode, so <laughs> as much as I can talk a lot about it, we talk yeah. a lot about um, how grief is good for us and how sometimes the hardest parts of our life gives us some sort of like memento, whether that's strength or courage or, you know, for me, it's it's not forgetting, not forgetting where I came from. Like that's a big one for me and not forgetting my memories and it makes me who I am. So can you speak to did losing anything did losing the restaurant and everything did that bring you any good or what kind of good did that bring in your life so it definitely like make you stronger in life and makes you appreciate things you know because in an instant you could lose it you know mm-hmm. and i never thought i would lose my restaurant so the way i lost my restaurant was even more difficult for me because i ended up losing it basically through a lease my lease was up and my landlord uh, it was my luck that a year prior to my lease being expired my it was a new landlord that took over the the, the plaza that I was at and he basically wanted like triple the rent so so I, I never expect I was thought you know I've, I've, I was here so many years I said okay I'm gonna read you know resign sign a new lease but I it was just to lose it that way it was very hard so it just basically like it makes you like appreciate things and also like not take not take things for granted like you know not uh, you know sometimes you could lose things unexpectedly so you but it makes you like appreciate things more you know because yeah. of that yeah absolutely I, yeah and i think that it you know, like what you said at the beginning, like it makes you stronger because it shows you what you can go through and you can make it out the other side and that, you know, the unfathomable is still. Exactly. And it's uh, one thing I would never forget, uh, my rabbi. So he was the last person to be with me in the restaurant. This is after all my employees, you know, basically I sat with them and 
you know, cried with them together. And I just told them, you know, we're not going to be coming tomorrow. It was very, very difficult because, you know, they all had families and just we've been working for many, many years together. So it was very difficult on that end. And when I stood there just walking around and just, you know, all these memories come to you, you know, all these years. And my rabbi told me, like, you know, keep your head high. We don't know what life will bring us next. But I can assure you that one door closes and another one will open. So always keep the faith. And that stood, you know, stood with me forever, you know, that when he, when he told me that. And he was right, you know. At that moment, I thought, you know, basically my life was over. And it took me a few years to get back. But, you know, thank God, you know, it, you know, it, it takes time. But one door closes and another one opens. And that's my message also in the book, you know. So if you lose something, it's not the end of the world. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter your education level. It doesn't matter you know, the time that it happens, just keep your head high, keep the faith inside and believe and just move forward. And eventually your, your next opportunity will come. That's basically, that, that's my message. Yeah, I love that. And it's, we're always so scared sometimes of change and loss. And I think that it's a really good reminder yeah. that it gives you a new, no, no pun intended, but a new lease on life, like a new. Exactly. That's so true. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at the I... time, you think you think it's over, but you know, you, you know, things. You know, you're going to get another opportunity, and just you got to just be patient, and then it's going to come. Yeah, absolutely. Patience is key. <laughs> I'm not very good yeah. at it, but I I know logically that it's needed. <laughs> yeah. So, listeners, we always close out the episode with why grief is good, and today, grief is good because it gives us a new appreciation and a new lease on life. And Shai, thank you so much for being here. Of course, it's my pleasure. And good luck with the podcast. Listeners, you can find him at www.shaimarad.com, which is S-H-A-Y-M-O-R-A-D.com. And you can find his book, Shema, Always Keep the Faith, on Amazon. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you found some really great information in that episode. If you have a chance and can leave a review on Apple or Spotify, it would be so appreciated and would really help me reach more people in their grieving journey. If you need anything or just want to talk about your grief journey or grief dreams, you can always reach me on email at katie, that's K-A-T-I-E, at griefisgood.com. And don't forget to sign up to our newsletter where we go over tips for grieving, death, information about death doulas, and way more. And you can find that at www.griefisgood.com. See you next time. Bye.